Hello and welcome to the Brick Cable. It's the show where we talk about the NFL and uh, how, you know, sometimes it can be a game of kicks. Kicks here, kicks there, kicks everywhere. Uh, I'm your host as usual, the unusual Greg, unusual underscore Greg on Twitter and Instagram. Joining me as always is a guy who is late. You are late. It yep, is I Saturday night. It is, it is unacceptable to be this late, but I've accepted it because I'm the bigger person. Yep. Thank you very much. Um, uh, I'm, I'm Smith, which is at the US underscore 1994 on Instagram and Instagram only. Yes, I am late. And yes, you are right. Kicks everywhere. More kicks this week than a uh, foot asylum shop floor. What? Don't forget to follow the podcast at Brick Cave Blitz on Twitter and Instagram while I try and decipher that analogy. <laughs> I mean, they call shoes kicks, so... Who does? Americans. Americans do. Okay. Sneakers and kicks. I heard sneakers before. I've never heard kicks. I think even we, I think even English people call them kicks sometimes as well. It means shoes. I mean, you know, I, I'm getting it. I'm I'm understanding what you're putting down, but it just, it took me by surprise, okay? Listen, I am still under 30, so I am down with the kids. <laughs> yes, let's talk about some football. The week kicked off. Uh, we'll talk about the teams on bye, actually, first. Uh, the teams on bye are the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers and the Green Bay Packers, both in the north and both having a bit of a rough time of it. But yes, Thursday night kicked off as the Broncos went to uh, Kansas City to take on the Chiefs. Unsurprisingly, the Broncos fucking sucked ass. But I'd say that the Chiefs didn't look too convincing either. Uh, a couple of traded interceptions in the first. Kansas City got going and Denver didn't score until the fourth quarter. Chiefs won this game 19-8. to How long do you think Russell Wilson's got as the starter for the Broncos before they go, maybe we'll just try something else? Oh, this, this the end of this season maximum. They, they, either they're going to get rid of him and, you know, have a complete change at head coach as well. Yeah. Or they're going to keep rotating head coaches. There's this like delusion of Russell Wilson was good at one point. And that's why we traded for him. It must yeah. be something else type thing. Yeah. But yeah, in my opinion, I think he's got till the end of the season. That's it. I uh, see. I don't even reckon he's got that long. I don't know who the, the, the Broncos backup is, but surely at some point they just go, Russ, we're just going to throw him in. If he sucks more than you, We'll then put you back in. I just don't get it. I just don't get what this this. I say like Sean Payton coming in. I I I say I was hoodwinked by it. I thought Sean Payton done really well at the Saints. I thought he'll come in, inject some some positive energy into this team. There'll be some actual like offensive plays. It'll be a good standard of football. Um, and. The Denver Broncos are one and five, and that has just not been the case in the slightest. Yeah, I've I've got no idea. So yeah, um, like, for, firstly, this is a game that I complained to you about on another episode, where it's yep. like I didn't think either team was good in this match. Mm-hmm. You get some a certain team put up, you know, the points, yeah, and the yardage and stuff. But I think it was more their um, red zone offense that was just very lacking on the day because. They only scored one actual touchdown. The rest was all kicks. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I didn't. I knew that the Broncos were doing bad, but until I saw the stats of this game, I didn't realize how bad they actually did. Yep. Like they were held to 
nine like less than a hundred passing yards. Yep. Which is just insane. Um and I was just looking up then that the backup is uh Jar- Jarrett Stidham, who was the Oh the one he took the over Raiders. from yeah, yeah, so took he took over from, from Derek Carl last year, yeah. That could be <laughs> another repeating thing that he just mm-hmm. keeps going to teams and <laughs> taking over for uh, some quarterback who has not lived up to the height. Yeah. Yeah, it could be. But yeah, Denver had in total 197 yards of offense, almost half of what the Chiefs had. Uh, they they had two interceptions thrown, a fumble. The Denver allowed four sacks. I mean, it's just not. It's nothing good about this Denver offense. And I 100% get what you're saying. You know, the Chiefs put up only one touchdown in the game and then had, uh, what was it, four field goals. But I I say I still think that this Chiefs team is the team to beat just in terms of they good teams will find ways to win games. Uh, This wasn't a pretty one. Their defense held a poor offense. Um, But their offense done enough. Yeah, I 100% like agree that they are still a good team. It was just, <clears throat> I think when I was watching it and I thought, this is a bit of a letdown in the, the end zone yeah. type thing. That I was, Especially after the match, I was like, you you were fucking lucky that you played the Broncos this week. Mm. There's so many other teams that if you would have played, this would not have been a double view for you if you were playing like that. I agree. I agree. But I think... But yeah... I, I do agree the, that they are still strong. This is the first. This is the first time, because even the loss in the first week, I don't think they were let down at all. Yeah, just the the Lions just came out absolutely strong yeah. and aggressive, and the uh, Chiefs weren't ready for it. Yeah, no, that's fair. Th- this is the first game that I thought mm, they didn't really perform how I thought they should do in certain situations. Yeah. Whereas other powerhouses, we've already seen a few games like that from them. So these are a bit like sort of late to the game of the yeah. sort of mm, meh. Are they actually that team type thing? Yeah, that's fair. So they've definitely, even though they were five and they're five and one now, they definitely hold the powerhouse team uh, like a stature the longest. Yeah, yeah, that's that's it. So and I know one of the things that we've uh, discussed off pod is you say you well, you under the impression that Pacheco is not really having a great year, mm-hmm. and we both agreed that that might just be the lack of how much he actually gets the ball because they're a very, you know, devoted passing team. Yeah. Spreading the ball out rather than giving it to a um, running back. But, like, for this match, like I said, I don't think they did great in the end zone. But in regards to the actual match itself, stats-wise, 16 carries for 62. Average of 3.9. Not the best average, but he was also involved in the passing game of 6 for 36 for an average of 6. Yeah. Do you think that those numbers like combined, so just say he had the ball 22 times for 98 yards, do you think that's good for him or are you still thinking even when he's got the ball he's not performing as well as he should do? It's a difficult question. It's difficult to say because the thing is you look at... Sorry. uh, You look at all the... um, you know the best teams over the past few years they've had a dominant rusher that they have known if you give them the ball 
they are going to get a fair chunk of yards. So, you know, you give it to them on first down, they can definitely get it, you know, halfway to where you need to get it. Um, so you go from first and ten to second and five, and it's a manageable second. I just don't feel that way with Isaiah. You know, the, the you brought it up, the 3.9, that takes you to second and six. It's still manageable, but when you get to your third and shorts, you need to be able to rely on somebody to go, right, you have to pick up two yards right here. And there are just times where I just don't feel he's... I'm confident in that that kind of, you know, can you pick up those short yardage? The fact that he's getting involved in uh, the passing game as well is obviously indicative of where we are with running backs at the moment. You know, there's no running back in the league at the moment that doesn't get involved in the passing game. I just, which is, I don't know, I just don't feel like that's the best use of some running backs, but that's by the by. I guess my answer is maybe. <laughs> yeah, I've lost my co-host, but as I say, on the Isaiah Pacheco front, I think that he is a good enough running back for what the Kansas City Chiefs need at the moment. I just think he needs to be a bit more of a bruiser sometimes. So after talking about the Broncos at the Chiefs, we're going to move on to the last of the London games, which is the Baltimore Ravens, as they go to... Tennessee uh, go to is in quotations there because it's obviously they're not going to to Tennessee they're going to London uh, but they're taking on the Titans um, and this was uh, potentially one of the worst showings that I think I've seen in London um, as as per NFL you're expecting runs catches all that kind of stuff in the end zone and there was roughly 17, 17 field goals, and it was awful. Um, Baltimore got a touchdown in the second, and then there was a Tennessee touchdown, but again, there was roughly about 17, uh, I'm obviously exaggerating, uh, field goals. Um, so I was thinking they thought they were playing uh, some Premier League football rather than American football. Um, but yeah, the Titans won it, came away with the win, which is a predictable outcome for this game. Do you think this was the worst of the London game so far? I wouldn't say worst. I would say uh, least exciting in regards to the end zone type thing. Okay. Yeah, because it was just a one touchdown apiece, and then it was just... Why am I fucking forgetting his name? Justin Tucker. Uh, appreciation Day, basically. Um, yeah. I, I think... If the Ravens may have played a different team, it may have been a bit more exciting. But it was just, you know, Tennessee weren't really putting anything up no. that was too exciting other than a, like, fake uh, screenplay or whatever it was that Derrick yeah. Henry just went under centre and ran the ball himself. Yeah, yeah. I think that was the most exciting thing from uh, Tennessee out of the entire thing. But, um, yeah. yeah, if you... If, we don't want to talk about this. We'll say there is a deep dive by the inside zone guys on this game. So go listen to that instead because they will they're more insightful. Yeah, I mean that's that's a good point. Uh, we, it does mean we can move on, but I just want to say obviously uh, one of the big talking points in this game was that Malik Willis came in uh, for yes. a, a drive, um, four out of five completions uh, for seventy four yards. 
but no touchdown. Um, he looked much more effective uh, on the ball than, uh, than Tannehill, um, who went 8 for 16 for 76 yards and a touchdown. Uh, sorry, for an interception. Um, yeah, so Tannehill had twice as many con- uh, completions, but only two more yards yeah. completion-wise. Yeah. Yeah, and fucking Malik Willis was sacked twice as much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't a good day to be a uh, a Tennessee quarterback. They allowed six sacks overall. Um yeah. was not good. Was not good. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I, it, this this was a very unexciting game um, for me. Uh, so yeah, I'll, I'll move on and let the inside zone boys take over. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, there was two Ravens fans in that episode, so they definitely hype it up. I mean, they'll, they'll be more hyped than we will for it. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. All right, we're going to move on uh, as the Washington Commanders go to Atlanta to take on the Falcons. Um, exact same score. <laughs> yeah, exact same score. Um, a little bit of a different game, though. There was actual touchdowns in this one. Um you know, the, at least three. Uh, oh, you know. Um, go on then, Smith. The Falcons being your team. What happened in this game? Because I saw a lot of bad quarterback play. I saw some really all over the place actual offense by some some points for both teams. But yeah, t- talk us through this one. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so... It's, it's one of them. I think they need to find that that middle ground with Desmond Ritter between the passing and the rushing game because um, they've 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 drafted a running back in the first ten mm-hmm. this year and they don't seem to be using him for that much. I get that over the past two years they also drafted Drake London and Kyle Pitts as first rounders. Drake London had a you know 125 yard game, which is great. But Desmond Ritter isn't that elite passer, so no. we need to find that middle ground because he's forcing too many that he shouldn't be forcing, which is why he's came out of the game with three interceptions. Yeah. Um, we should. I, I don't understand why we've we've gone from this team who is almost a hundred percent of run to. Okay, you know, we'll use the run every now and again when we've got Bijan Robinson, Tyler Algier, Cordell Patterson's came back from injury. Mm-hmm. Three good running back, fast fullbacks. Like, I think we should be using them more for actual running plays. Even if you ju- even if you don't want to use them for running plays, use them for screen plays. Yep. Use them for short yardage. I think, we'll, I, for some reason, they're trying to go for these, like, explosive, long field passes that just don't work. And unfortunately, Ritter isn't that guy to complete them. So they just need to find the middle ground with him. And it should work out a lot better. But at the moment, they've had one game, like I said the other week, where he he seemed to have a good passing week. Mm -hmm. So they're like, it is possible. Let's keep trying this and trying this. But you're not trying it. You're just bleeding something out. Yeah. So, yeah. To me, they just need to find that middle ground. Um Finishing the game, I say you talk about those interceptions. The interceptions came at potentially the worst time for for the game. Um, you know, you just scored a touchdown in the fourth quarter to bring it close. Interception, Washington punt, turnover on downs, 
Washington pun, interception by the Atlanta, and then it's end of the game. Um, so those interceptions came at the most crucial time in the game. Hmm. What do you think could have been done to mitigate that? Do you think it literally is a case of get it to Bijan, let him run a little bit so you're not throwing those interceptions? Even if it's not just Bijan, I don't understand why they're not just concentrating on the short yardage. I don't. Yeah. It's as if they they have a shorter time clock than everybody else, and like we have to get this done now. If it's yeah. not done now, it won't happen. I'm like, well, you've got 15 minutes in a quarter. Even if you take four downs every time to get the first down, and end up having like a 20 snap um, possession to get yeah. a touchdown, just fucking do it. Stop trying to throw the ball 60 yards or something like that. Mm. We don't have the receivers for that. We might have one or two. But if we only have one or two, they're probably fucking covered. And if they're covered, guess who's open? Somebody a lot more down, uh, you know, short in short yard is closer to the quarterback. Get those. And maybe, you know, if they're not covered because they're covering the ones downfield, he can get some yards after catch as well. You get a bit, bit of yak. I think we, I love they're a just. Bit of yak. Yeah, love a bit of yak. I mean, yeah. Um, <coughs> I think there's a difference between playing aggressively and ballsy like the Lions do and playing uh, stupid and thinking you have more than you have. Okay. There you go. What do you see from this game? And obviously, because I've just ranted about the Falcons, mm-hmm. probably aim more at the Washington side. <laughs> the thing is, I don't even think the Washington side was that effective. Um oh, no. You know, Sam Howell, 14 of 23, 151 yards, but three tu- three passing touchdowns. Um, their run game was not anywhere near as effective as it could have been. You know, their top rusher carried 10 times for 31 yards, which is another B. Robinson. And I say, I just don't see really anything of promise from uh, from this Washington team. Apart from, obviously, they had the secondary to get enough interceptions to put the game to bed. Yeah. I mean, I think that also shows how um, you're not playing a smart game of football when you have twice as many passing yards, but three times as many interceptions and lose the game. Um, I think the only properly good thing that came out of this was um, Calais Campbell got his 100th uh, career sack. Yep, yep. But that's another thing. The, the team just let up. They say Washington gave up five sacks. Atlanta only gave up three. Um, mm-hmm. And he still didn't capitalise. It's just, yeah, it's, it's blowing my mind how ineffective the Washington, you know, commanders needed to be to still win. Yep. Yeah, I just don't get it. I just don't get it. But I say both teams are sitting three and three at the moment. Um, It's one of them, like, if you're just looking at the team, you can easily blame the quarterback. Yeah. But I don't want to just blame the quarterback because he is doing what he can. Mm. I also want to blame the playmaking. Yeah, play calling, yeah. sorry. Because it's it's you're not you've not designed play calls to go with your team. 
Mm. You've played, you've designed them for another team with a pocket passing quarterback, and make them no. fucking sprint it. So, to be honest, actually, it's probably more designed for the fucking Miami Dolphins. <laughs> With wide receivers, you can just sprint out and yeah. beat their coverage. There you go. Uh, I'm going to move on. I'm going to choose to move on and talk about the Minnesota Vikings as they go to Chicago. Minnesota won this game 19-13, to but this was a not great game of football to watch. Um, a lot of... Uh, pardon me. A lot of field goals again, as we're talking about. Um, but some just... Overall, not convincing play. Uh, yeah, too many kicks in this game, uh, whether they be field goals or punts. Um, neither team looked really that convincing. And I do, in fact, think that, if anything, uh, the, these two teams are scra- trying to scrape what they can uh, to get to next year's draft. Um, currently, the Minnesota Vikings are 2-4. and four, Chicago are 1-5. and five. The big news about this game was that... Uh, Justin Fields left the game with an injury. Uh, I'll just look up what that injury was. He had a right thumb injury. So yeah, like that was a a little bit of a dodgy one. I think he. I think he said they said something about his wrist in the game as well. Uh, so I don't know whether it's a multiple injuries. Kind of thing, but yeah, Tyson Badgent has come into the game now. Tyson Badgent's an interesting character. He broke the NCAA record with 159 passing yards, but he played in Division Two, which is not typically where an NFL player comes from. Um, so it'd be interesting to see how he comes in. Uh, but yeah, he came into this game one interception, one fumble in the in it to give uh, the Vikings the final kind of nail in the coffin to win this game. And I say, I don't really know what the Bears are trying to do at this point, whether they may be, you know... I don't want to ever suggest that some of the highest paid people in the world are actively looking to uh, to throw games away so they can get the first round pick, but if any team's doing it, it's going to be the Bears. And we just have to see how this ends up. But yeah, I don't think. Uh, do, 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 do. Yeah, uh, Justin Jefferson did not play a factor in this game because he is injured. Obviously, just talking about the Vikings Bears game. Uh, there, Smiticus. Now that you've rejoined, in the wake of Justin Jefferson being out, um, who do you think's their their go to in this? Obviously, you got T.J. Hawkinson. Six reception with 50 yards. KJ Osborne, four receptions, 48. Addison, three for 28. Um, do you think there is a standout in this? So I would have said it, it. I would have thought it would have been Addison because he is that you know quick uh, and can be deep receiver like mm-hmm. Jefferson is. So I would have thought that if Jefferson goes out, Addison can pull the weight in that yep. uh, department. Um, but it seems like... TJ Hawkinson, who has been great for them since he's left the Lions. Yeah. He's been a really, really decent like safety net in uh, uh, short yardage and yards after catch um, for them. So I don't know if he's their like main receiver technically now. Yeah. Um, 
I mean, it certainly looks like that stats-wise, but I don't know if this is the game to go off because no, uh, no, this was, was a terrible not game for both teams. Game. Yeah, it's 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 difficult. As as I've said, both of these teams are not doing well in the standings at all. Um, you know, Minnesota are two and four, Chicago are one and five. So I don't know whether these teams are kind of going for some kind of like. I say, as I said, I don't want to suggest that the highest people, are, you know, are going into any kind of event and not trying their best. But do we think that there is some kind of tank to try and get good picks next year? Um, I don't, I don't believe that Chicago, unless it's you know to do with the actual play calling itself. Yeah. I don't think the players on the pitch are tanking at all. Yeah. I, I just think you know. They've not got a team that's together, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah, They've got right. some some weapons, but the you know the, the coaching staff would probably be considered the glue that are you know putting them together to make them work. They, and just, they just can't. Yeah, they just either can't or won't. Yeah, um, and that's probably why certain players like Justin Fields had that rant about the coaching and everything. Yeah, a few weeks ago. Maybe that's why things like that are happening. Um, because in training camp before, you know, DJ Moore, Justin Fields, and I can't remember who else it was, they were proper hyping each other up. Um, it might have been Darnell Mooney as well. Mm-hmm. So it might just be the fact that, you know, they've gone into a couple of games, like the first two, not done well. And then the coach, and just, you know, we'll aim for a good pick next year. Um, Whereas Minnesota, I don't think are aiming for that. I think they've just ended up in this because they've lo- they've not even lost so much. They've just let things go or got rid of such of you know good parts of their team like yeah Dalvin Cook in the run game, Adam Thielen in, in receiving, and uh, I don't know if you saw, but I, I posted that their fucking um ta- uh, sack leader for this year, not just on their franchise, joint sack leader for the NFL. Mm-hmm. They're open to trading him. Yeah, I think we talked about it uh, in the preview. Um, but yeah, and I, I honestly think that if they don't do well this season, which I don't think they're going to, yeah, that they're probably going to look at trading Cousins or bringing in somebody new yeah. to replace him. Yeah, I can see that. Because it, I think even if you're not, you know, the most amazing quarterback out there. Uh, like you know, coming from college in the draft, mm-hmm. because you will have the likes of Jefferson and Addison, and then you've got Hawkinson on the team as well. Yeah, it's it's a pretty decent receiving core to go to. Yeah, um, and that means they've got this young core offense for the next few years that they can build around. So yeah, I don't think they're purposely tanking. I think they are just doing bad. Because they've lost so much over the off season that they can't do good, even if they tried. Yeah, sir. All right. Uh, if it's okay with you, we're going to move on and go to Seattle Seahawks as they go to Cincinnati, take on the Bengals. Um, both of these teams look pretty poor um, for the most part. I thought um, the Bengals took an early lead, um, but again, there were some shaky foundations to that lead. Um, I think. In this game, both teams kind of showed that kind of they potential to win, um, but it was eventually the Cincinnati Bengals 
that took the lead 17 to 13 and the Scott uh, there 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 the clock expired um not the best showing for Gino Smith today um two, 27 uh, completions 41 attempts 326 yards no touchdowns two interceptions compare that to Joe Burrow 24 of 35 185 yards two touchdowns one interception another game where you know one quarterback massively outplays another um on yardage but just can't get anything going in in reality on 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 the pitch yeah it's it's a hard one to like call what sort of went wrong in this game well at least to me um mm. i don't know if it was just both teams were just letting a yard or two too many past their defense yeah and that's just what kept the opposition in games um because don't get me wrong like i i rate the seahawks defense a lot better yeah. than the um bengal's defense but i think um one of the things that the makes the seahawks defense good is they're rated quite highly on the run defense but they're rated i think they're in like 21st position out of all 32 teams or something mm -hmm. uh, in the pass defense and when you've got Joey Burrow uh, with Jamar Chase and then you've got Tyler Boyd, T Higgins they're not always going that you know they are mainly a passing team yeah so i think it's it's just a mismatch of like strengths and weaknesses that okay. sort of just played out in the right way for the Bengals yeah um because i I don't, not from this game anyway, I don't see that the Bengals are back in that, you know, spot where we thought they were going to be of yeah. this powerhouse team. Yeah. Yeah, they've got a one, a, a one, a win. <laughs> um, technically both are correct in the English language. Um, but, I, yeah, I don't see them as this, uh, we could possibly go to the uh, championship game type team again. Yeah. Nice and concise. Anything else to say about this team, or should we move on? Uh, no, we can move on. Okie dokie, we're going to move on and follow San Francisco as they go to Cleveland to take on the Browns. Uh, San Francisco coming into this game undefeated um, and you know looking like a really dangerous team. Uh, the Browns starting PJ Walker, former Carolina Panther, former... Was it Houston in the XFL or something along that lines? Is it Houston Roughneck or something like that? Um, and, um, you know, really all momentum looking like it was uh, going the 49ers' way. And the Browns won because Jake Moody couldn't do his job. Uh, Browns winning this game 17-19. to And, yeah, I really have no idea why this 49ers team lost this game they 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 looked like they were starting comfortably um, oh. San Francisco went out to a 10-7 lead into the half McCaffrey did go out injured which is one of their big like powerhouses uh, in this game uh, in this in this team um yeah. I think Debo also went out injured um and then I think Trent Williams who was guarding against Miles Garrett mm. also went out injured. 
Yeah, that'd do it. So don't get me wrong, even when Trent was still in the thing, Miles Garrett seemed to still be able to throw him around anyway. But if this high caliber couldn't stop him mm. most of the time and has to go injured, somebody else that's not got the same like experience and talent as Trent Williams is definitely not going to stop Miles Garrett at all um, and just put the pressure on Purdy yeah. um, completely. Um, in regards to PJ Walker, weirdly, for his career history, it says that he was with the Panthers for 2020 to 2023. Mm-hmm. Then... Uh, Chicago Bears 2023-24 so I'm assuming he was part of their team for this season and then came to the Browns because it says 2023 to current but I don't know why it says 2023-2024 that's that's giving me a nosebleed yeah unless the Cleveland Browns already have something in place to actively trade him away. Yeah, yeah, they've got uh, some kind of deal back. Where it's like, right, if when Deshaun comes back, we'll give you him. Yeah, um, so I don't know what's going on there. Um, but yeah, as good as the 49ers team are on both sides of the field, mm. injuries played them a bit in this match. And this Cleveland defence is just ridiculous. I think... They, over the course of this season, they have let through an average of 200 yards a game. That's it. The next below them is the Ravens, who have averaged 260 yards a game. Yeah. So they're performing at 60 yards less than every other defense, uh, the next top defense, which I, I don't care how good you are. It, do, it, it you've got to fucking put something special on the field to beat that. Yeah, uh, I just looked it up as well. Uh, the three injuries that you mentioned, uh, they have missed two uh, consecutive practices and are questionable uh, to return for their next game. So yeah, fun. Was there any other injuries at all on the fighting on the side? There's quite a few. Um, I'll just pull it back up. Um, so those are the only three that I could remember going out because they, they went out in the game. Yeah. Um, I mean, fucking El Debo must have gone out early because he had two carries rushing-wise and he was targeted yeah. once in the receiving game and that's it. Yeah. So you have uh, Aaron Banks, Dre Greenlaw, Christian McCaffrey, Debo Samuels, Trent Williams, Isaiah Oliver, and Greg Odom. Uh, sorry, George Odom. Um, <coughs> so you got a myriad of injuries. Um, yeah. So Christian McCaffrey, Debo Samuels, Trent Williams did not participate in either Thursday or Friday practice. Uh, Dre Greenlaw and Aaron Banks as well as Isaiah Oliver had limited participation uh, and it's really only uh, George Odom who's a uh, defensive back had full practice both sessions so not looking too favourable for this team No, it's looking like it's sort of like the plague of what happened last year except last year it was just concentrated on the quarterback position now it's spread to every other position. Yeah, yeah, and the only one not injured is the quarterback. Mm-hmm. Uh, luckily, they are facing the Vikings in the next game, so 
know. Yeah. Shouldn't yeah. be too hard to win that one. I mean, yeah, considering their defence got worse than the defence who was letting 500 yards a game for four straight games last season, mm. I think they'll do all right even yeah. without those weapons. Yeah. Um, anything to say on this Browns team? Uh, no, I don't think, like, even though they got the win, I don't think anything's, you know, too special on their side yeah. offensively. It is just, I think we've said it a few times, that their defence is so good that it is literally holding them yeah. in games. And the offence pretty much needs to put minimum points yeah. to get the win. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they're a bit like how the Broncos were playing at the start of last season, except except the difference is their offence can put up at least 20 points. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, yeah um, that's it. All right, fair enough, fair enough. Uh, with that, we're going to move on to New Orleans uh, as they go to Houston to take on the Texans. Um CJ Stroud, is this the first interception he's thrown all season? Yes. Mental. Um, so even with that, the Texans who came into this game two and three won twenty to thirteen. Um, CJ throwing two touchdowns, hundred ninety hundred ninety nine yards. Um, Dalton Schultz, who, again, I really didn't think the, the Cowboys should have let go, uh, being one of the recipients. Um, and, yeah, yeah, I just thought it was a very good game, pardon me, by the Texans, um, managing everything. Saints didn't look terrible, but they just didn't look like they were able to put enough together. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I don't know what the fucking uh, issue is with the Saints. The only thing that I can point at is Derek Carr is just not that guy. Okay. Um, <clears throat> because he, yeah, I, I just don't want. I don't think he's that guy. And obviously, whilst we're recording this, they've already played their week seven game. Mm-hmm. The amount he doesn't seem to like take any responsibility himself, kind of fucking baffles me. Okay. Go on, go on, elaborate on that. So one specific thing I know of, because I've recently saw the thing today, was um, about him screaming at certain players and coaching staff about why aren't they doing shit. Like There was one specific pass, he launches, and it pretty much goes into the fucking stands. Yeah. And then he screams at the receiver for not being deep enough. When Even if they were deep enough, they weren't going anywhere near it. He threw a bad pass. Yeah. But he blamed the receiver. It's, it's it's just things like that. Oh dear. Oh dear, Mr. Carr. Yeah. Because I, I don't think he did, but there's, there's a certain player who dropped a winning ball. Yeah. And he, I, I don't know if the guy was just upset that he didn't catch it, or Derek Carrot also had a go at him as well. Yeah. So, yeah. He's not been the guy that, you know, they expected to get when they were like, oh, we're getting this quarterback from the Raiders. He'll be our next franchise quarterback. I don't think he is at all. Um, He just... One thing I did say in a, a group chat is I think he panics too much. Okay. He 
concentrate so much on not being hit that he stops looking at where he can get a pass off to and just chucks it into the sideline. And yeah. I remember saying the same problem that I kept thinking of when he was at the Raiders last season. But <clears throat> I was saying in the screen track, I don't know if that's because of how bad the Raiders' O-line was that it sort of like fucked up his mentality a bit of, mm. you know, give him that fear of being hit. So I don't know if that's something, but that yeah, because of seeing the other things about being basically just being a dick. Yeah, it's um, I've just took a massive dislike into it. Oh dear, how will he survive? <laughs> Probably get traded around the league as a uh, backup. See, the trouble is, I don't know how old he is, but I don't know if he's got enough, like life in him to be able to actually go that far he's 32 is he yeah Yeah, I'd be worried that he wouldn't have the longevity to go to another team possibly we'll see Mm, yeah it could it could be one of them that like they try and build around him for next year like I don't even know who they drafted this year like as a first rounder or whatever but Chris Olavi was a good payoff from last yeah. year. He's been excellent. Maybe they just, you know, if they can get some more receivers or some O-linemen, maybe it'll help out. But, yeah, I don't know exactly what the answer is for this. Um, do you know, like you said, I, I think they're great. And, yeah, them picking up Dalton Schultz, I thought was a, like, a, a great get. Yeah. He, he does perform like a safety net. Yeah. And especially for a rookie QB coming in, and don't get me wrong, they've performed good on their own regardless. I think it's just helped them along that much more. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I think the only thing that's a bit lacking on the Houston side at the moment is the run game. Yeah. But I I think they've been concentrating so much on having a rookie QB and focusing around him that they'll they'll sort of like build to that now that they've seen how good he's been in the first half of the season. Yeah. Because I doubt that they thought they were going to be fucking um, three and three. Yeah, and, th- and this is the thing. I, I, you know, I did think that CJ Stroud was the better of the two prospects out of him and Bryce Young. Yeah. Um, you know, I say I'm not re- not writing Bryce Young off just yet, um, but he's I say not not stepping up where he needs to. Um, we'll talk about the Panthers uh, in a little bit. Um, but yeah, I'm just not not convinced by him um, at that team. Whereas CJ Stroud, I think he could look really good in a couple of years' time if the Texans get you know their defense sorted. As you say, the running game just gets sorted. Um, but yeah, I think uh, I think CJ Stroud's got a potential, you know, good and bright future in the NFL if he can just keep this consistent level of play. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean it's one of them. I think they do have some decent running backs in Damian Pierce and Devin Singletary. Mm-hmm. They just don't seem to have like worked out a way of how to use them effectively. As if do you they've think had it's a line of... issue. Uh, possibly, um, but yeah, I'm not hundred percent sure because CJ Stroud hasn't been sacked that much. If it, he had no. been sacked a shitload as well, I would think yeah, it's definitely a no line issue. 
I just don't think they've figured out how to do it. Maybe they're easy to spot when they have a you know a running play, yeah, or something like that. Maybe like they have a tell, or you know people have studied them that much. It's just easy to see when they're doing one of them. Um, but I'm I'm not sure. Yeah, but I think they've got some good running backs. They just need to find out how to work and use them effectively. Because it does feel a bit like in the preseason after the draft, they were like, "Shit, we're having a fucking rookie quarterback. We have to protect him at all costs and focus the game around him." Yeah. But what about us? We play here too. Shush! We'll get to you! But yeah. There you go. There you go. Alright. And with that, we're going to move on uh, as we follow the Indianapolis Colts going to Jacksonville to take on the Jaguars. Uh, Indianapolis opened up the scoring, uh, but by the time we got to half-time, it was pretty much done and dusted uh, at the half Jags were up 21 to 6 and they just never left the the gas pedal enough for the Colts to even realistically get back into it. Um Gardner Minshew did not have the best of games. Uh quite a few interceptions on the day. Uh three interceptions on the day, one touchdown pass. Um Jags won this game eventually 37 to 20. Uh do you think that the Colts need Anthony Richardson back, or is his, uh, you know, is he just going to be a product of this losing formula that they've got going on at the moment? I think they definitely need him back. I like. I don't get me wrong. I don't think Gardner issues crap or anything like that. Yeah, yeah. I just think it was one of them where he's not that um, standard of quarterback where if the run game fails, which it was doing in this game, that he can just he can dominate in the pass game. Yeah. And unfortunately for the Colts as well, they don't really have that many receivers. Mm-hmm. Like the standout good receivers, literally the only one that I know of is Michael Pittman Jr. Yeah, that's it. I know that they're aiming to trade for Jerry Judy. Maybe that'll help them. Yeah, but um, yeah, I think it's just one of them. They couldn't get their very effective run game working, so they had to rely on just receive uh, the pass game. Don't work. Didn't didn't work. I think if. They have to rely on just the pass game and Anthony Richardson's there. His athleticism for scrambling could have helped out quite a lot. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I do think they, they need him there and they just need to fucking protect him. Yeah, yeah. Simple as. I um, say, I, I've, I, I don't know when he's, when he's actually going to be able to come back. Um... I think he's definitely out for this season. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think he's had... I think I remember having shoulder surgery or something along that lines. Yeah, the the last things I was seeing was like him saying that he's more than likely going to have to go in for this surgery. But I think at the moment it's just a given that you've got to go in for the surgery and that's it. Yeah, yeah. So, I say, to have your first round pick future you know hopeful franchise quarterback go out in the first five weeks is devastating 
Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. But yeah, Jags looking good. Um, they're now rising up their kind of record, sort of looking a little bit better. Uh, they're putting up a, putting up enough points uh, to kind of win a game convincingly. Um, so hopefully they can keep that going because I really enjoy seeing the the Jags actually succeed. I think they've uh, obviously after picking up Trevor Lawrence and quite a few good uh, good players on their team. You know, Etienne, Kirk, Ingram, Ridley, all that kind of stuff. Um, not to mention, you know, the big guy Josh Allen, um, the quarterback who's actually uh, a defensive player. <laughs> I think this team has a good um, sort of basis to start winning games. So one of the best things about this game as well, I got a, uh, a, a I actually won a single bet. It wasn't much money, but one the things that I'd put down were for Josh Allen to get a sack. Yeah. And a lower a lower cons you get I think it was over six point five solo tackles, which he did, he got yep. ten. And um I think it, then it was like over ten point five total tackles, which he did, he got fifteen. Nice. So they're doing a, a lot better in the defence, uh especially for this game. Yeah. It's this is one of you know, a few games we've already talked about where it is insane that the team that put up almost double the yardage in the passing game lost. Mm-hmm. It was a very int-heavy week. Yeah, interception-heavy as well as field goal-heavy week. Mm. Hopefully that changes for week seven. Um, all right, with your permission, I am going to move on. Go for it. So we're going to follow the Carolina Panthers as they go to Miami to take on the Dolphins. Um, and whilst Carolina started off strongly getting two inter- uh, two touchdowns in the first quarter, uh, Miami then responded in the second quarter by putting up two touchdowns plus another one um, and then just kept scoring from there. Uh, the final score being Miami 42, Carolina 21. Um this game was subject to delays and a few other bits and pieces. Um, it's kind of hard to talk about this game with any kind of degree of seriousness because it was just like, right, well, Miami just scored a bunch of points. Yeah, but they didn't score as much as they have done in the past. And it was against Carolina. Realistically, you know, they should have done so much better. I mean, this is the 0-6 now, Carolina Panthers. Where's where's your commitment to scoring sort of thing? Um, so, yeah, I don't know what happened there. You yeah, got any takes on this game? Don't get me wrong. Like, the Dolphins have been in a, a powerhouse offensively this season. Um, but to go 14-0 in the first quarter and look that strong, yeah. and then in the second quarter go... 21-14 to the Dolphins. Like it, it was like, oh, we see your score and we'll raise you another score. Yeah. I don't know what they need to do to get this shit together. Yeah. Um, I mean, don't don't get me wrong. Tyreek Kill is just it's basically like playing against the Flash, and then 
Raheem Mostert put up over 100 yards in the rush game as well. Yeah. Just imagine if they had their other guys healthy as well. Yeah. Maybe they wouldn't have put up those 14 points to begin with. But, yeah, I don't know what the Panthers need to do to sort things out. I know, like, look, I've looked at their schedule and the only one I can think I can see them winning is against the Bears. Yeah. But apart from that, if they don't win that, I could confidently say that they will not win a game this season. Yeah. Yeah. You're loving the term powerhouse this episode. I kind of want to counter by the end of it of how many times you say it in an episode. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I say there's not much to discuss in this game, in my opinion, other than, you know, this was probably Carolina's best looking game offensively. Um, but again, it was just a game against a team that was, you know, able to go right. Okay, well, you can score this. We're going to score double. Yeah. Then game over. I mean, I think I think it says something when they they brought in Braxton Berrios from the Jets, who is mainly used on special teams, and he got first down. He only yeah. got two targets, but got both of them, and both of them were first down. Yeah. I would think that oh it's just because the look, looking at you know Raheem's stats I would think oh it's just you know the the shitty um, run defense but then the pass defense also let past mm. close to three hundred yards yeah yeah um, Adam Thielen continuing to really show off why he should never have been dropped by the Vikings uh, eleven receptions under fifteen yards one touchdown. Um, but yeah, I just think I think this Carolina team will improve and I think they will win a couple of games um, if they can just make sure to keep this momentum going but yeah it's, it's, it's going to be a shaky season for them um, I mean, just, just real quick look at the game, look at the games Texans, CJ Stroud's been doing great Yeah, I think they'll get a win as in the Texans will win yeah I'll, I'll, actually, I'll say it from the, the Panthers' point of view. They'll get an L. Next week, Colts. Both of these ones are away games, but, or at home, sorry. Yeah. Colts, if they can sort out that thing. I, I think before uh, Anthony Richardson went out, I, it was a definite L for the Panthers. Yeah. Now I'm actually remembering that Richardson's out. It's a possibility that they could get in. Uh, close if they can shut that run down. But yeah. looking at the stats from the Dolphins, they possibly won't. So I'm still going to keep that as an L. Bears, that's the one I think they'll get a W, and that's yeah. at the Bears. Then it's against the Cowboys um, at home. <sighs> Depends on what Cowboys you get that week, but if it's the strong Cowboys that we've seen in some of these games, yeah. even when they've put, let a bunch of points past them, they've just put up more, Cowboys would get the W, so Panthers L. Titans, again, it's the run game. But the looking at these stats, they can't stop the run game. L, Bucks depends on Baker Mayfield. I know he's he was questionable, and I don't think he's is he playing this week. I don't think so. I think at the moment he's still questionable, but I don't know if yeah. it's been confirmed if he's out out. Um, if Mayfield is back in, I would honestly th- with the Bucks defense. Panthers L. Saints, they've been having a trash season. So that's possibly another W for them. Okay. Uh, Falcons, 
If the Falcons go back to the run game, Panthers L. So that's a Panthers W then. <laughs> By the looks of things, yeah. Then it's against the Packers. Yeah, definite, go. definite W there. Do you really think that the oh, Panthers no. are going to beat no. you? The fuck out of no, you? Fuck no. Okay, no worries. And then it's uh, Jags been looking really strong, so L. Then yeah. Bucks again, L. So revisiting, looking at this thing because of you know injuries and all that shit. All right, possibly three wins now. Yeah. But I still don't think it looks uh, too great for you. No, no. And I'd say the, the 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 fair situation is that they don't have a first round pick next year, so they have they have nothing to gain from tanking. Yeah. Um. So I genuinely think these results are going to be so genuine, uh, a genuine reflection of how this team actually performs. Um. So yeah. yeah. The- the only way this would be a tactic is if they're tanking and a bunch of like coaching staff already have contracts lined up to go to the Bears next season. Yeah, yeah. Because they're st- <laughs> they're their picks. Um, but yeah, that's the only thing I see from that. There you go. All right. Well, in that case, we're going to move on and talk about the New England Patriots as they go to Vegas to take on the Raiders. Um, in this game. Uh, the worst, the most unthinkable thing happened. Uh, one of the most handsome men in football uh, left with a back injury. Um, it, a tragic day in football. Um, and honestly, a minute silence should be upheld uh, around the world for the most handsome man in football. Um, not sure when he's going to return. I think he's out for a couple of weeks at the very least. Uh, after All the this, weight in those fucking cheekbones. Mate, don't you talk about his handsomeness like that, okay? I'm not. I'm not saying this, but that's that's what's messed his back up. It's just too heavy to carry. No, no. I think it's the Patriots. The Patriots ruined his back. <laughs> they they put too much on him when he was a backup for Tom Brady, and then he was finally released, and now he's come back. You know, the Patriots have come back, and it's now haunting him. <laughs> um, I. Apart from that, I really uh, derailed myself. With yeah, that. I don't think this was a good game at all. No, God like no. for no, either team. Cool. And Jesus Christ, I think it shows what's happened to the Patriots when one you lose into a Raiders team whose starting quarterback in Garoppolo goes out, mm-hmm. and two, uh, supposed to be this great defensive team, not even getting a sack. No. When you've let four past you, doesn't look good. The worst thing is that that sack as well. One of those sacks is a safety right at the death of the game. Um, yeah, I mean this is a this is a dud year for the Patriots. I don't know what they've got to do to get going. Pardon me, um, but it's not a very I'd say there's so much going wrong. It's hard to pinpoint exactly where they go. They went wrong. The only thing I can say is this game is an improvement on their past two games where they actually put up double-digit points. Yeah, that's true. Um, so, you know, they're trending in the right direction, but in the wrong ways. 
I don't know how that they can they can turn this around other yeah. than a complete overhaul. Yeah. Uh, especially on the offensive side, because don't get me wrong, I think some players on the defense are actually good. They're just—I don't know if they're getting the wrong calls or they're just—they've got some injuries on there. I haven't seen their injury list or anything like that. Hmm. Don't know what's up. I think there are some good guys there. It's just not working for them. Yeah. And even if they were to be good and hold the team in games, the offense just doesn't put up enough points to, you know, give them the wins. Yeah. Um, on the Raiders side, though, I know there's been a few complaints from Devontae Adams. Yeah. About him saying, you know, just give me the fucking ball more and we'll win a lot more games. Yeah. But. The thing is, there's two ways of interpreting that. There's the way of, like, where most people have interpreted it, like, oh, he's angry at the franchise, this, that, and the other, blah, blah, blah. Whereas I'm thinking. And I say quite a few people agree. He's just saying, I don't get enough receptions. Whenever I do get receptions, this is my history. I am a game changer and I'm a game wrecker in some regards. And he's just got that confidence that about him and about his game. Um, that it's just easy enough to see, right, okay, you get him the ball, he's going to go. Yeah. I think it's just one of them that, you know, you... You're not at a place anymore with an MVP quarterback who can put the ball in the right place, uh, even if you're in triple coverage, so you can still pull it in. Yeah, we've seen you many a times pulling those amazing um, balls in tight coverages. Loves pulling in balls. (laughs) Do you have the quarterback to do that? Maybe 50% of the time Garoppolo could do that, but I don't think as consistent as... uh, Rogers would have been able was doing it in the Packers. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, yeah. I, I get completely understand about him wanting the ball more because yes, he is a a, a playmaker and a game changer. But unfortunately, you're a team with uh, yeah certain elements that don't allow that to happen. Just realised, have we actually talked about our predictions yet? Uh, I don't think we did. No. No. Um, so, did yes. did fucking predict? Oh, this was our shit week, This was a shit week for us. So, predictions-wise, oh. I'm just going to go through it. Um, the only game we've talked about is the London game. Uh, where no. S- 49ers game we predicted as well, didn't we? That's next week. Oh, is it? Yeah. Thank God. Yeah, This 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 week... We predicted the Ravens-Titans game in London. You predicted Ravens, I predicted Titans. You obviously got the point. Uh, so luckily we've only actually talked about one of our prediction games. Um, oh yeah. Because it was two prediction games that was quite late on in the in the evening. So oh, like, okay, sorry. Just, just like not giving away scores or anything. Was the other predictions Cardinals against Rams and then Cowboys no. against Chargers? Cowboys, Chargers, Eagles, Jets. Eagles. Oh, fucking hell, I didn't know we predicted Eagles, Jess, right? Yep. Yep, go on. Um, anything else to say about the Patriots and Raiders? Um, no, I'm I'm just trying to find out if I can, I can find the like, news or anything. I don't know if it was this game or the game before against the Packers. 
Um, Max Crosby either got fined or got flagged or something for, you know, his face mask. Yes. A triangular one that he says represents his sobriety and all that, which is why he's got that one. But right, here's the thing. I noticed that he had a new face mask in this in the Raiders game uh, against the Patriots. And I was like, oh, I really liked his other mask. It was quite cool. So and has now, he been made to take it off? He's then? been made to take it off. Right. He must have been because obviously, like I thought, I, was, I was, when I, I was think it was the, the Packers, Packers game, game. It got flagged because I, I remember yeah. one of the scenes is him throwing somebody to the ground. <laughs> Whereas he's well, he's got that triangular face mask on. Yeah. Thing is, I think it's a. I'd really like it, but I think that was the face mask that fucked up um, Justin Herbert's uh, middle finger because it got caught in there. And okay. I think, as I say, if if they have got rid of it, it potentially is safety concerns because if a finger gets, you know, trapped in those grills, then it is done. Yeah, was that the the middle finger injury you took? Yes. All right. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that, that's the only thing I had about. Uh... To be fair, it's a great call. I had forgotten about that, um, and I say it's one of those where you start talking about it and you reminded me. Um, okay, in that case, we are going to move on as the Detroit Lions go to Tampa Bay to take on the Buccaneers. Um, really. Not a hundred percent sure. Um, a lot of people didn't like their cream uniform. I kind of did. Um, the Bucks apparently didn't like it though because they didn't play well in it at all. Uh, coming out of the game with only two field goals, Jared Goff uh, leading the Rams to a phenomenal looking win. Uh, Jared Goff throwing thirty of forty-four. Uh, 353 yards, two touchdowns. Final score was Lions 20, Buccaneers 6. Um, what went wrong for the Buccaneers today, do you think? I say today like it's happened today. Last Sunday. Um, was this where Mayfield went out injured, or did he go out injured after the match? Yeah, he, he, played he was the injured game. after the match. He played the full game. Yeah, fucking hell. I mean, Mike Evans has been a powerhouse for their like offense uh, this season, but it doesn't seem like they were able to connect considering he yeah. only got four receptions of ten targets. Yeah. And then the run game was just not nothing for the Bucks. Yeah. So it's very clear to me that the Detroit um, defense was just on it in you know the past defending game. Yeah. And then they actually have a fucking run game no matter what, um, even if it's just short yardage. Yeah. Yeah, as I say, it's one of those where I think the Lions D line is really good um at shutting down runs as well. So they mm. probably tried to run over like throw it over the, the, the D line and they just weren't able to get it as the I say the Lions potentially just knew what they were gonna be facing. Yeah, I mean, just looking at the stats, the Lions' defense had nine passes defended, whereas yeah. the Bucks had three. Yep. So they were yep. uh, not that great at stopping the pass because it's it's one of them. Like 
when you think about the Bucks' defense, you think they're quite strong, but I guess it is more in the defensive line to yeah. slow down the run. Because, like, thinking about this, especially like for fantasy and stuff, I was thinking that the Lions weren't going to be able to do much in the passing game, but it was the other way around. Yeah. They weren't able to put up as big numbers in the run game like they usually do. They were just able to use it for that short yardage. But 100%. Yeah, I mean, I'm their rushing was embarrassing. An amazing game. Oh, mate, really did, yeah. Yeah, and I say that we've talked about, you know, rushes in this, in this podcast and previous ones. None of the Lions' rushes got over three average yards. Yeah. I mean, the longest out of all of them was eight, so that's not even a first down. No, no. Um, so, yeah, the, the, the Bucks' D-line was obviously effective against that, but they couldn't stop the passing game. Nope. And they nope. couldn't get theirs off at all. Uh, yeah. It's, was Mayfield less than 50% completion rate, or just just over? Yeah, just, just over. his 19 of 37, yeah. 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 Um... But yeah, not good. not good at all. What is good, though, is the successful return of Jameson Williams uh, to receptions, 53 yards, a touchdown. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, I wasn't sure after like last season how they were going to use him um, because they didn't seem to know where to put him. Yeah. Like, as, as this short route runner or, like, a, the deep throw. Yeah, they, they didn't seem to know what to do with him, but they may, must be fine. Like, that time that he's been out mm-hmm. and he's just been in, in you know, the pra- uh, training and practicing, not being able to actually play the games. Yeah. They must have been able to just figure some, like, the perfect spot for him. Yeah. Because, yeah, okay, not many receptions, but when he's got the ball, over 26 yards. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, they've obviously worked some out great. And then, yeah. like we like I said before, they've got this great little receiving core that everybody can seemingly like swap out for each other and put up decent numbers. Laporte is still looking great for yeah. as a tight end for them. Josh Reynolds is uh, a great wide receiver two or wide receiver three for them. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Anything more to say about this game, or we'll move on? Uh, no. I I mean I because of. Like I said, Tampa Bay's defense. I didn't think the Lions would be that dominant. I thought it'd be a lot closer, but the Lions just keep proving people wrong. I think mm-hmm. this is like their fourth straight game as well that they've won by fourteen points. Ouch! Yeah. There you go. All right, we're going to move on and talk about the Arizona Cardinals as they go to Los Angeles to take on the Rams. Uh, Arizona started off three field goals, but it was enough. To take the lead, they went into the half nine to six. Uh, unfortunately, they were playing the Rams, who decided to actually play football uh, in the second half and outscore them ten points in the third, ten points in the fourth to eventually win twenty six to nine. Um, yeah, unfortunately for Puka Nakua, Cooper Cup is back. Yeah, in a big way. Yeah, I mean. I don't know if this is going to be one of those situations where they like rotate un- maybe unintentionally every couple of games of like Cooper Cup has these 100 something receiving games and then yep. the next two Pook is back to 100s himself. 
uh, or it is literally just they've got cut back, so that is who Stafford's always going to look for first. I think they'll try and scheme it up because, as I say, mm. it's not like they're exactly being selfish. Puka still has seven targets. Um, you know, yeah. Cooper has only nine targets, you know, so two targets more. Um, but he was just either put in a position to actually do something more with it or the passes weren't as errant going towards him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Jesus Christ, fucking Rams actually had a run game this week. Yes. Karen Williams put up some decent numbers. Yeah, yeah. 20 carries for 158 yards, one touchdown. So the average of 7.9, that is a god-tier number. Um, that was, as I say, an awesome game for him. Um, we'll just have to see whether he can actually convert that going into the next uh, the next game to see if they can continue this bit of momentum. Um, but I think the Rams are going to slowly get better over this year and mm-hmm. potentially be a threat to whoever's going to be uh, wanting to run their division going into next year. Yeah, I'm not sure how well the rush game is going to do next game because they've got the Steelers and they've yeah. obviously got a good D-line at the very least. Uh, so I don't know how well that actual run game is going to work in that one. But there's yeah. quite a few games that they'll do this season. I think after that they've got the Cowboys and then the Packers. Yeah. Cowboys, unless Mika Parsons is in the right place, you seem to be able to get quite a bit by the Cowboys defense after these uh, past few weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Fucking hell, Arizona, man. Like, they were looking at this this scrappy team. Yeah. Um. I know that their running back is out injured. I don't know if he's on injured reserve or just out for a bit. Yeah. Um, possibly on injured reserve. Clearly, that has a massive effect because their leading rusher is Joshua Dobbs. Yeah, yeah. So, seems like they don't good. have that great thing, that thing to fall back on. Is it James Conner there running back? Yes. Um, they don't don't seem to have him to fall back on. It seems like they return to the um, Cardinals of last year. Yeah, yeah. And isn't fucking Calamari's back in the? practicing now as well so I think he's taking walkthroughs and stuff like that so he's not back but yeah yeah, it won't be long no it won't be unfortunately this games like this where there is no run game it has to be the passing game only and then you're only getting field goals and then losing by that margin doesn't really cement the position where you can be like no I deserve this spot I've not in the slightest not in the slightest but again Unless Kyler Murray comes back with an absolute vengeance, the door's going to be open for Josh Dobbs to potentially be the starter next year in case they just want to get rid of Kyler because he's, you know, overpaid or what have you. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, but yeah, I say, like, there's there's a lot wrong with the Cardinals at the moment. Um, Josh Dobbs th- is not one of those problems, in my yeah. opinion. I think they have a few issues... Um... Injury-wise on defense as well, because one of their bigger names on defense is Buddha Baker, and I'm pretty sure he's been injured most of this season. That would make sense, yeah. Yeah. All right. Anything more to say about this game? Uh, not really. Yeah. Uh, All right. Thought they were going to be a lot more scrappy, but just wasn't a great game. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Moving on to our next prediction game. It is the Philadelphia Eagles as they go to New York to take on the Jets. Um, 
both of us predicted the Eagles. So you're naturally thinking, this is an undefeated team. The Jets suck. Well, guess what? This is American football, baby, and just things cannot be predictable. Um, Hertz started off pretty poorly, throwing some interceptions, um, but they were in the lead and they were controlling that game going into the half. And then he just threw an interception in the fourth quarter that turned out to be a pick six and then just could not get anything going. Um, a turnover on down cemented the win for the Jets. How is I? I've watched this game a couple of like a couple of different times, not all the way through. Obviously, don't have that amount of time in a week. Um, but I just don't understand this Jets team. There is nothing in their stats, you know. There's there, there's a lack of production on the run game. There's some terrible like you know just interceptions as previously uh, mentioned from the from the, the the Eagles that I think it's got to be the, just the only reason that this Jets team won because they've done really not a lot on offense to cement a victory. Yeah, I mean, you've just got to put it down to the other players. Yeah. Uh, like, it's... This win wasn't on Zach Wilson's shoulders. No, God, um, no. Just like I don't think when they do fuck up, the loss is on only Zach Wilson's shoulders. I think it's only on... I think the losses are only on Zach Wilson's shoulders. <laughs> um, to be fair, like, that first touchdown that the Eagles scored... Yeah. I thought there was too much messing around with that, like, overturning the decision and then actually giving them a touchdown mm. and stuff like that. Once they decided it wasn't a touchdown, they, sh- you, they should have s- stuck with that. I don't understand why they went back to it ten minutes later. Yeah. Um, but even with that, they still were a score behind Um by the end of the game, I don't, I don't have a fucking clue what ha- happened. The, the defense must have just realized that they're a good defense. Mm. I'm like, yeah, we're not letting them score anymore. Um, because Jesus Christ, I think the the three big teams that have played played this season already: Bills, Chiefs, now Eagles. Yeah, they've intercepted three, two, three. Yeah. So eight interceptions over three. Uh, what should be highly skilled passing quarterbacks. Yeah. Which is just ridiculous. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. It, it literally think it just comes down to the fucking defense switching on because, again, the offense didn't put up great numbers. No. But looking at it, neither don't neither did it. Was just Eagles put up about a hundred more passing, which clearly all went to AJ Brown. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what to say about this game really. No, I think it was, I've, it was I've obviously nothing. a big shock. It was just yeah interceptions and um, this one wasn't a fumble, was it? Was this the Quincy Williams fumble recovery touchdown? Uh, I thought it was Tony Adams. Did Quincy Williams force the fumble? 
Quincy Williams may have forced a fumble, but I thought it was Tony Adams running that got the touchdown. The only thing I can see is it says Quincy Williams received a... So there's, there's a fumble lost and it's received. So he received the fumble from DeAndre Swift. But I might be mixing up a different game. Yeah, maybe. I think it was... Did they play the Broncos last week? Yeah, they did. I'm thinking of the Broncos game, that's why. Well, I'm glad we've cleared that up, maybe. Yep. No, it's definitely that, because they, they knock it out of the quarterback or uh, running back in the actual pocket. The ball goes sideways. Quincy Williams picks it up right at the edge of the sideline and takes it in for a, a mm. six. So, yeah, it's definitely the Broncos game that I'm thinking of. Okay, then. Um, yeah. I don't know what the hell happened. Nope. No, got nothing really to say about this at all. So, dear viewer, uh, listener, whatever you want to be called, I'm not going to tell you how you want to be called. Um, bitch. Dear bitch, um, <laughs> I hope you don't listen to us for deep insight into uh, teams and whatnot, um, because we just don't have it for you. Um, we are surface level at best. all right we're going to move on to the uh sunday night game as the new york giants go to buffalo to take on the bills and giants just oof continue to suck uh actually going ahead in this game into the half um but the buffalo bills decided to leave all of their football to the fourth quarter um, so they did score in the first, the second, or the third quarter. They scored 14 points in the fourth quarter, and that was enough to put this game to bed. Um, a very, very dull affair. And honestly, I don't think either of these two teams should be allowed to play a primetime game again. Because um, both teams just looked awful. Um, Daniel Jones is sidelined for this game. Toro Taylor has come in. Uh Doing okay on stats, uh, 24 of 36, 200 yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions. Um, Saquon came into this game and actually looked good again. 24 carries for 93 yards. But they just couldn't do anything. They couldn't finish in the end zone. They couldn't do anything in the end zone. Get in a couple of field goals and then hoping that that was enough. Mm-hmm. And it turns out it wasn't. Yeah, this... Bills team like should be a lot more dominant. Like I think this is quite easily a game that even you can't say that's because they had control of it. That's why they because they didn't score anything until the fourth quarter. Yeah, I know that they attempted to score a field goal and I think it's the first quarter, but missed. Mm. But even then, that's pretty pathetic for this type oh, good, of team. Yeah. Um. I was just looking at them because obviously Josh Allen threw an interception in this game. Yeah, he didn't get sacked at all, but Tara Taylor didn't throw an interception, got sacked three times. Yeah. Josh Allen threw an interception. I don't know if he's just too cocky or confident or um, there are just these random bad passes. Yeah. But so far this season, it, this is week six, he's threw six interceptions. I know three of them were in game one, but if they weren't all in the game, he'd be throwing an interception a week, which isn't really that good. Like, that's not what you want from a top-tier quarterback. I mean, there are 
quarterbacks have thrown more interceptions than him. Let's let's not oh, be I too know, harsh oh, on them. I know. I'm not. I'm not saying that like because of him, that's why they're doing shit. Yeah. I just think like for the team that they have, they that shouldn't be like a thing that you think about of being like, oh, he's going to throw at least one interception. No, but I also just don't think he's that kind of quarterback that is as safe as safe can be sort of thing. I think he is one of those guys that's right, I'm going to take a chance because I think this this guy who I, you know, can rely on is is over there sort of thing. I don't, I, I kind of, I don't berate quarterbacks for getting interceptions. I would prefer if they didn't. But at the end of the day, you look at some of the greatest quarterbacks, you know, they threw a lot of interceptions. Um, so it's kind of, it's an unavoidable part of the game. So if he's going to throw interceptions, at least let them be like, you know, big old throws down the end zone to try and get, you know, try and inject some life into the game. Yeah. Yeah, I get that. Because, I mean, even that one interception, it was only for five yards, so they shut it down straight away. Mm. Um, yeah, it's, it's just one of them. They, it's weird to see the overall numbers look okay. Yeah, but this was a Stefan Diggs game, and then kind of a nobody else game. Where yeah, was everybody okay. else? Yeah, what's happened to their fucking rookie tight end that they drafted Kincaid? Is he injured or something? Because oh. he's not even got a target. Dawson Knox has, which I know you know he's a decent tight end for them, but I would have thought that they would have been you know mixing Kincaid and Knox. Uh, his receptions up a bit this season because I'm pretty sure that's how they started off in either preseason or the first few games. Yeah, I don't see him as starting this game. Do you think? Um, well, I mean, I know defense isn't really the Bills' issue, yeah, in a, in a big way because they still won the game. But do you think if like you know players like Milano was still playing, Tre'Davious White wasn't on injured reserve as well? That they possibly could have hold, held them to just one field goal. Um, potentially, potentially. Because like, I get it's only field goals, but up until the fourth quarter, you'll you would have been like, "Why the fuck are you letting through any points?" Yeah, type thing. Like it came through in the end, but I feel like if they're able to get field goals against you and you're not able to put anything up. The defense should be, you know, stepping up and stopping that at all. Um, and I'm just wondering if their, you know, main guys in certain positions were back, that maybe that would have happened. Uh, I definitely agree. I mean, at the end of the day, we've talked about him before. Matt Milano is a miss for this team. Um, but I say that it could just be bad coaching in terms of, you know. Uh, the Bills aren't executing the plays that they need to be executing. Um, they're not getting enough yardage here and there. Their run game isn't good. Yada, yada, yada. Um, but at the end of the day, they're just... Yeah, they're not executing to the high standard that they need to be. Um, and this is the kind of game... I say, we've seen it quite a lot this year. The, the good teams that dominate uh, in one game scrape by the next game. Mm-hmm. Um so potentially we're just seeing teams going, you know, not intentionally, 
let's just do enough to win this game um, yeah. and go from there. Yeah, I mean, it was after this game that I saw that thing of, like, yet again we see Josh Allen just playing as good as the team he's against. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah, they seem, these seem to, the Bills seem to be, the, like, the most fluctuating team. Yeah, yeah. Um, I will say I've got a note on here Uh, the Giants fans could be quite angry um, as there was a no called penalty uh, which prevented them scoring in the final moments of the game oh was that the hold so Waller couldn't reach the ball yeah yeah so again I don't want to speculate on it too much but if he hadn't have done that or the the penalty had been called there is a potential that the Giants could have won this game. Um, yeah. But yeah. yeah, but it's one of them that, like, they they could be like, oh, if he weren't held, he would have caught that ball. But then there's also the thing, right, well, if he would have caught that ball, it could have been knocked out. Yeah. There's still other variables after that. Yeah, and, and the same, my point is, if you're basing the entire game on one missed call... Yeah. Then you're just not you. Your team hasn't done enough to win. Now, if this was a case of like this was a fifty-one to fifty game, and this call stopped that that kind of scoring, I'd be like, right, okay, well that's kind of a justification. Then your yeah, offense yeah. has done everything possible to win this game, and you got let down by the referees. But we're talking the, about the, the Giants are... who put up nine points in this game. Yeah, there, there are certain things as well where you, you see calls and you're like, okay, that should definitely have been yeah. a thing like uh, when the Chiefs played the Vikings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a sort of uh, roughing, uh, roughing the passer. I don't agree with the roughing the passer one. but Yeah, yeah. see, I, I, w- I thought he was already in motion in the tackle. It's not like yeah. he waited. On, so I wasn't too big on that. Then it was a holding... Holding in the end zone. Holding in the end zone, which... I kind of agree with. Yeah. Kind of don't. It didn't seem like even if he wasn't holding the the ball was that accurate anyway. Yeah. But then it's the the definite thing of. Oh god, yeah. Sneed yeah. takes his helmet off. Yeah. Yeah. So and that's just completely ignored. Yeah. So well, you see the ref things. telling him to put the helmet back on. Yeah. So he, even if someone put it back on, he's took it off. Yeah. So it's still it's still a, a call. Yeah. Um, oh good, yeah. So yeah, there are certain things that like that that yeah you can be angry about because that is fucking obvious. Yeah. But there are things when it's like, oh well, if this happened, this could have happened. I don't think you can be like that would have changed the course of the game, yeah. unless like you were saying, both teams were producing at an extremely high level. Yeah. And it did, you know, it is like a, a defining factor that could have just to one point more yeah yeah all right and with that we're going to move on to the final game of the week the monday night game and our final prediction game as the dallas cowboys go to los angeles to take on the chargers uh both of us chose the chargers um and once again proving that we don't we actually know nothing about football um so you should never listen to anything that we say um, the Cowboys then went and won it. Um, yeah, they did. The final score was twenty to seventeen. It was seventeen seventeen to the last moments, and then yeah. uh, 
I get that, like, he was hit when he threw it, threw that interception right at the end. Mm. But it was... Uh, it was such a, like, for fuck's sake moment. Yep. Um, yep. Because I know for a fact that he, he... I don't even think he was trying to connect with the receiver. I think he was just trying to throw it so, you know, it went dead. Yeah. And that the defender just happened to be able to get underneath it. Um, yeah. I don't know what was the biggest issue. I know for the Chargers, just looking at the numbers, obviously it's the run game. Yeah. Um, but then it, I know that Dallas still put up better numbers in the, the run game, but if you take oh, out just. Dak Prescott, they're pretty similar. If you know, if you just have yeah, because I think I discussed this. I don't know if I discussed it on the pod of the preview or after whatever. There was just a few rookie mistakes by the linebacker Tui Pelotu, I think it is, where he committed to the wrong thing. So like he committed to taking down the running back when and Dak noticed that he was going for that. Yeah. So didn't hand the ball off. Scrambled touchdown. Yeah, yeah. And then there was a there was a few others where I don't know if it was just Dak scrambling or an actual person who received the ball or whatever. There was a few other rookie issues uh, or rookie mistakes, I should say, like that. Um, that I won't, I won't say cost them a game, but it it just gave to the. Cowboys too much of this little opening to take advantage of. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, passing game-wise, I would have thought that the... Going into this, I would have thought that the Cowboys wouldn't have been able to get as many passes off as they did. Yeah. Especially being sacked five times. Yeah, I mean... I, I say... It's a difficult one. To, I say this. This game is so difficult to predict. Sometimes, um, I will I say, say if you looked these... at the fucking last time they met, they matched up, exact same score. Cowboys twenty charges. Exactly. Actually, yeah. So if you would have just looked at their last game and been like, I predict this, you would have been more correct than us. <laughs> That's funny. I might just start doing that on the predictions. There we go then. Uh, have you got anything more to say about this game before we wrap up? Uh, no, not at all. All right then. Well, thank you for joining us, dear listener. Um, just a quick wrap up of the predictions before we go too far. We obviously predicted the Ravens and Titans. Smith got it right with the Ravens, and that's pretty much all we need to say because uh, we fucked up the rest of them. Uh, <laughs> yeah. We both predicted the wrong teams on the Eagles and Jets games and the Cowboys and Chargers games. Um, Current score on that uh, is nine seven to me. There we go. There we go. One point difference, and then we had the worst week ever. And it oh, gave me yeah. a two point lead now instead of a one point lead. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, okay then. Um, Smith, run us through what we've got coming out this week. Um, this, then. We should have the preview for. Oh, well, after after this, we'll be having the preview for week eight. Yep. 
and we also should have an inside zone episode on the Eagles Dolphins game. Ooh, lovely. Yes. Uh, which, as far as I'm aware, is a Sunday night game, so I think they're recording Monday, so hopefully that is out by Tuesday. There you go. There you go. All right, then. Um, yeah, thank you for listening. I've been your host, as usual, uh, the unusual Greg, unusual underscore Greg on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, he has been DRS underscore 994 on Instagram and Instagram only, which is the uh, tag for Smith. <laughs> Did that the wrong way around? <laughs> yeah. Yep, yep. <laughs> and don't forget to follow the podcast at Brick Cave Blitz on both social medias as well. Um, so next week, just to clarify, it's a normal week, isn't it? And then it's the week afterwards that has me and Sam. Yes. Yeah, fantastic. All right then. Um, so yeah, from myself, is a go, Pat, go. Brick Cave Blitz!